Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, October 21st, 2022. Today on the Ether, episode 2 of Roving with Riona. Let's take a listen. This space is really an opportunity for writers, musicians, readers, community members, artists to come together and discuss the creative craft, their projects, their inspiration, who they're collaborating with marketing, other imaginings, um, interact with readers, readers who maybe want to jump in and, and talk to some of their favorite authors, some of their favorite musicians. And so this space is really in its infancy, but I can really see it growing to be something fairly spectacular. And I actually, I see uh, Terra Spaces here joining us and I want to, I want to call them and, and, and give them a shout out and say, thank you so much for joining us. And so they actually do the recording of this and make us sound amazing. So thank you guys so much. Um, so my week in review, my week in review has been really um, pretty great. I um, started my week this week, like I do every week, as co-host of the Paige Dow Show. And if you're not familiar with Paige Dow, um, jump in and follow me if you want to and, and look around and there will invariably be a tweet from them. But the Paige Dow Show, um, I co-host with Epic Dylan and CD Vagabond. And you can tune in next Monday or all Mondays here going forward for the Twitter spaces um, at 3 p.m. Central Time. Okay. And so for my week, as far as what I've been doing, I've been reading a lot of poetry. I had a project that I just submitted um, for publication that's not ready to announce yet, but it's it's at the publisher. So that's exciting. And um, but the poetry I've been reading is mostly Edgar Allan Poe poetry. So that's really fun this time of year. And um, my favorite poem is by Edgar Allan Poe and the it's Annabelle Lee if you all remember last spaces I read the whole thing and so I was just going to read some of it but then I was like nope I'm going to read the whole thing we have time so that was wonderful and then I've been doing for my next project I've been doing a lot of research on the Salem witch trials and I have done research on the Salem witch trials periodically throughout my writing life and periodically out per periodically throughout my life as a student um, because it is always something that's been very intriguing to me but I am I am just amazed at the level of hysteria that existed during that time and some of my research says that the youngest girl who was imprisoned was a four years old four and other sources say that she was five. But regardless, that is just wild and crazy times. Wild and crazy times. Just so um, heartbreaking, really, that that, that um, pointing fingers and accusing and was just miserable and horrible. So I'm, I'm glad that that time in our history is over and I'm hoping that we are all moving toward leading with love and care and understanding and inclusion and beautiful moments with people who we share the planet with. So um, that was really just last night when I was reading, I was just very grateful for the friends and family and loved ones and all of you here on Spaces with me that we definitely do build the world we are wanting. And I'm so happy and honored that you are here with me and that we're doing this together. Other things that I'm working on, 
I've got a short story to be part of a project that's coming out in November, and I'm working on a story that will part, be part of an anthology for Halloween. So I am writing like crazy, which is so very exciting. So very exciting. Okay, so I see that E.R. Donaldson might be back with us. So I'm going to um, have him come and join us and, and introduce himself a little bit. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Rio. Mm -hmm. Hello, everybody. Um, so I'm E.R. Donaldson, or that's my pen name, rather. Uh, please just call me Eric. Uh, the pen name is just to kind of uh, separate some of my more academic publications with my fiction publications. So you get my fiction uh, persona today. I am the founder of Mythic North Press, and I am the author of six novels under that imprint and uh, two short stories that have been published elsewhere. I also have a contract, uh, serial, a serial contracted under um, Mithril Fiction, which for all of you uh, science fiction and fantasy lovers out there is a, is a fantastic new platform exclusively for science fiction and fantasy serials. Um, I recommend you check it out. That sounds amazing. That sounds amazing. I'm so I'm so excited to to read these things and and learn about you and I am intrigued with the with the of course the name that you're not sharing today and what that work is. Do you want to tell us just a tiny bit about what that is? The the other writing that you do? <laughs> sure, I, I can. Um I uh I'm a pharmacist by training. I had spent most of my career in administration, specifically health policy. I have numerous articles kind of written in the health policy vein, you know, um, so if you're ever looking for something to put you to sleep real quick, just, you know, send me a DM. I'll be happy to supply something. Uh, but I also have uh, three three articles in, uh, published in uh, peer-reviewed journals uh, related to matters on uh, pharmacy-controlled substances, access to birth, birth control, et cetera. So I, I try to keep that part of my life separate. Um, but it's really, you know, it, it's integrating the love of writing into what we do for our day jobs sometimes. So I've, I've enjoyed it. Oh, yes, I can definitely relate to that. I can definitely. I'm a, I'm a lawyer in my my other my other name and so Rihanna Morgan is also a pen name of mine and so I definitely do a lot of legal writing and a lot of technical writing where that is concerned um, but my true love is of course fiction um, where I I hang my hat these days so then um, you want to talk about your current project like the work in progress um, some writers don't necessarily want to jump in and do that. And I know that I'm one of them, but maybe you would like to share a tidbit or so. I, I'm happy to. I, I feel like I have a dozen things in progress, but there's there's one that's near and dear to my heart. So um, when I founded Mythic North Press, my, my intention really was just to go the self-publishing route. You know, I've, I've hired in editors. Um, I was intending to hire an artist, but under um, the pressure from my dear wife, I ended up doing the art for my own novels um, and, and have since then done art for, for several other pieces as well. So I'm, I'm glad she put that pressure on there. Uh, but right now, up until, I guess I should say up until about early this year, um, I hadn't considered publishing other people under under the imprint. Then uh, I had a conversation with my sister, who is a children's book illustrator, and wanted to create a solution for uh, writers that had written children's books, couldn't illustrate, couldn't do the self-publishing thing, and was wondering if I would help her out. So I figured, you know, hey, I'm going to do this as a, a one-off little thing. Well, you know, 10 months later and about 12 contracts later, um, I'm actually going to be spinning off a branch of the of the press into specifically for children's fiction. Uh, but then managing that part of the business, doing some editing, doing doing a lot of the format formatting and, and helping a little bit with the uh, with the art component, along with uh, some of the other experiences I've just had along my writing journey, uh, really made me think why can't I bring some of these skill sets and help out 
authors that lean more towards um, mature fiction, um, you know, thinking why, you know, YA and above, why can't I use some of these skills to help individuals who don't want to invest in the marketing, they don't want to invest in editing, they don't want to uh, hire a cover artist, they just want to write. And uh, we are currently, I guess the royal we over at Mythic Press, <laughs> Mythic North Press, uh, are going to be launching our first anthology in December, where we're pulling in uh, several other writers. Um, I believe we have 12 with uh, 12 authors under a definitive yes pending contract, and several more awesome stories that I'm reviewing today to uh, potentially get under contract. So we are. Um, this is turning out to be really big. I'm really excited. The uh, the anthology is going to be science fiction, fantasy, speculative fiction. So, you know, paranormal, urban fantasy, all of that kind of wires into it. The only thing that uh, threads these stories into common is that they have to have a winter theme. And it's been very interesting uh, seeing how all of the different writers that I give that prompt to interpret it so differently and come up with just these amazing ideas and these amazing pieces of fiction. I just cannot wait to put it out. I I, I am so excited to hear that. I am so excited. The, the, the thrilling idea of being able to write and being able to have that direct connection with your editor, with your publisher, with someone who um, has their boots on the ground right there with you, working with you and is so excited with you. And, um, and it's so accessible. Like I'm here right now in this space, talking with an editor in chief, a publisher and a writer. So you have all of those facets that make this connection and the connection that we are building here in this space so rich and i'm just so grateful for that i'm it's so exciting and i get so inspired by listening to to what you're saying i'm so excited yeah. i'm glad to hear that it, it, it's been a real special experience i mean especially you know working with other publishers, um, I wouldn't say traditional, you know, I don't have any contracts under Penguin Random House or Simon & Schuster or anything like that. But, you know, just working with other small presses and new companies and thinking, okay, what did I love about that experience? And then what can I do better? And just trying to bring that to the writers that are trusting, you know, in me, you know, and working with me to create something beautiful. So um, I couldn't be more excited. Right, right. No, that's definitely true. And I like the, your thought about doing it better. What was my experience with others like me? But how can I, how could I over provide for the people who I'm helping? That's just amazing. Now, now I am curious. My next question is this, this, this new publishing piece that you've got going on this mythic winter that you're mentioning. Um, where is that project headed? Is it going to be a traditional release? Is it going to be what kind of publishing launch is it going to be based in web two? Is it going to be based in web three? Are we looking at, at where, where, where are you looking for all of the publishing pieces? Yeah, great question. So th this project is something that I see as a true hybrid uh, of the existing world. You know, I love web three. Um, I've jumped into it with both feet. I've even revised um, some uh, repurposed, I guess would be a, a better term. Um, so some of the work that I had done in the Web 2 space and brought new life to it in Web 3. Um, I'm a firm believer that by reaching out to Web 3 uh, enthusiasts, it's audience building. I mean, it's, it's content marketing. I mean, even some of the pieces that I have up available for free, you can read, um, for example, uh, several examples of my short stories on soultype.io. Um, it is a big place that I, pu I publish frequently. Um, I've just enjoyed building the following on these platforms. And I'm interested to see how I can take that to the next level. Because, you know, for, for the Web2 authors that are listening, you know, we're always, you know, whenever we're allocating our time to a project, 
we should be asking ourselves, how is this, you know, affecting my sales? How is this affecting my fan base? You know, what are we, you know, not from a capitalistic standpoint, but from a point of we want to reach people with our writing. And what I have found that since I have engaged more in the Web3 community, my Web2 sales have continued to go up. So this is the project where we're really going to push the envelope on that theory. Um, what, what I plan to do beginning in November is run a very short Kickstarter just to kind of function as an enhanced pre-order. But since pre-orders don't really exist, at least not that I've found, um, somebody will probably invent it tomorrow, um, but they don't really exist for Web3 editions. Um, my thought is, is to put editions for EPUB, uh, print editions and NFTs, as well as um, potentially as a stretch goal, um, hard, uh, hardcover copies uh, out there for the individuals who need, um, who want to, who, who want to explore the space. Um, my goal here is very much to put the right people in the wrong rooms. I want people who are skeptical of NFTs to kind of see how this project rolls out. I want people who are just ex discovering these writers and, and my work and, and, and all, all of the wonderful work that, uh, that's being done in the collection to cross over and say, hey, you know, in addition to having this digital, digital edition, um, this digital collectible, uh, being able to have it in hard copy as well. Um, so I really don't see... I think the future is not something that is segregated. It is something that we can get audiences. That sounds like an admirable goal. And I'm so excited to see where that project goes and see the, the, um, the bridge between web two and web three and really show other authors, other writers who are like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to get my work into the Web2 space. And I'm, you know, I mean, you know this, you know, the, 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 you know, up again, up again, up against a brick wall all the time. So many no's, so many. And then this, this Web3 sort of diverts writers into oh my gosh, look how open this space is. And I can tell you as a writer who who has been writing a very long time, who does have um, some work out there in the Web 2 space, coming to Web 3, it is just so exciting. It's just so being able to collaborate with so many people and being able to to be a member of all of these different um, publishing publishing places, uh, Page Dow, Book Vaults, all these different places. It's just so inspiring and so exciting because, oh, I get to write. And I get to write knowing that whatever it is that I'm putting my effort and passion into, that gets to be somewhere. That gets to go out and meet the reader where they are. And that's, I'm so inspired by that. And I'm so inspired by listening to you and knowing that, that we share a similar goal. And so that is just, that is so brilliant. That is so brilliant. Thank you so much. I mean, that's, that's definitely what I'm trying to do. You know, I mean, my, my model is very much a hybrid model, you know, because I mean, the, the glorious thing about self-publishing and I would even lump Web3 publishing more into this category is that there are no gatekeepers. Well, you know, for what I'm creating this December, there is a gatekeeper. That, that gatekeeper is me. Um, and some of it's budgetary, you know, and the other thing is, though, that I just really want to work with authors to create something of a quality that they can be proud of. Um, that there is so much of a need as an independent author that I've found to have that validation for someone to look at you and say, no, this, this work is good, you know, and that like, here's how you can tweak it and make it great. And I'm willing to invest in you. So that's really where I try to differentiate myself from, you know, vanity publishers and all the horror stories that we think about, you know, all of the authors in this upcoming anthology are paid. Um, they are paid for a very uh, limited exclusivity, right? 
on the stories that they submit, but it's not people paying to see their work in print, uh, which is what you see so often. So I really think that this is a hyper cool model. I, I hope that it is embraced by audiences because I would love to do more of this in the future. Yes, I, I hope it's embraced by audiences as well. And I hope it's embraced by other other authors and writers who who are trying to trying to exist and live in web two, but then also are like, ah, this web three seems very exciting. And um, I, I think that your approach gives them a sense of comfort of something that they are familiar with already submission process, traditional kinds of approaches and traditional kinds of editor interaction. But then it also bridges the gap over to web three. And so I am literally if you could see me, I am just like shaking my hands and just cheering, you know, silently as you're talking, because this is just so exciting. So and um, and so to, to end, is there anything else that you would like for us and your audience, us here with at Roving with Rona? Is there anything else that you would like us to know that you haven't yet gotten to say? Uh, no, I mean, th there's plenty more to tell, but I've hit, I've hit the, the solid points here. So um, I would just encourage anybody to follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram is actually my platform of, of choice. On Twitter, I am at E underscore R underscore Donaldson. And then for Instagram, I'm just at ER Donaldson. Uh, that's where you'll see updates on the project coming forward. Um, the art is a huge component of all the things that we're doing, including with this anthology. And I'm, I'm sharing that out uh, regularly, both for my projects and for, for this upcoming work in progress, and also for um, some other projects that I really believe in. So uh, follow me, you know, if you're interested more in what we're doing, you know, send me a DM. Uh, let's get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Eric, for joining us today. And everyone else who's in the audience listening with us, thank you all for being here. I'm going to I'm going to put a, a, a tweet out here really quick so that we can um, let others know around this space that that there is this opportunity to come join us and talk about the things that are important to you. Artists, writers, musicians, people in the writing community, the NFT community. Um, Web3 authors, literary people of all branches, you are welcome to come and talk about your current projects and what it is that br is bringing you uh, motivation and passion in your life right now. And so I do know that we have another wonderful um, guest with us today. This is Epic Dylan. He's actually the co-host of the Page Dow Show. He he he's the main man of the Page Dow Show, if you must know the truth. And he's coming today to talk a little bit about what's going on in his world, and to share um, his vision of uh, the Page Dow and where he is as a writer and what's going on with his space. So I'm gonna stop talking and I'm gonna let him jump in and introduce himself and and let's go through some questions. Hey, lovely. Thanks for having me, Rihanna. Um, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to be here. Um, yeah, so so as Rihanna said, um, folks, uh, the page now is my work in progress. Um, so so essentially, I, I'm actually kind of taking some time off from, from writing about, you know, whatever I would be writing about otherwise to uh, write mostly about the page now. I've been creating a lot of decks and writing a lot of DMs around it. And one of the reasons that I'm doing this is because I really think it's, um, well, it's just an important thing. It, it almost, you know, uh, the thought crossed my mind earlier today that what we're trying to do with this permissionless network that lets whoever wants to come in and publish their uh, their stuff, um, it, it's, it's like kind of a sacred mission <laughs> um, at this point, you know, and, and really kind of the goal is to create sort of this permissionless middle ground you know, level of tooling that's, you know, truly accessible to everyone, um, whether they want to come in and, and create like their own writing stuff or come in and build like a for-profit enterprise here. Um, and, and so, you know, yeah. first we have to build the network and building the network is difficult and expensive. Uh, so, so we're right in the middle of figuring out how to, how to fundraise for that. And, uh, and, and so I, I really enjoy the opportunity that I have here to uh, come and speak about it, Rihanna. 
Oh, great. Great. And I know, I know that because you and I work together so often every week, <laughs> a couple times a week, we always have some sort of project going on um, that you are very passionate about um, bringing writers to the space and that you are very passionate about opening up a, a permissionless, uh, a non-gated access for writers and readers and a community of this library of Alexandria that is this beautiful vision. And I, I am always so honored to be able to say, yes, I, I work with that guy. He is amazing. You should hear him speak. And so I'm so glad that you got to come here today and, and talk about talk about this but I, i'm i'm also excited that i get to ask you some some other questions about what is your motivation behind your current project here the page dow what's motivating you to do this well there's a lot of things uh, for one thing I, I studied philosophy in school and uh, and so i was exposed to sort of the publishing industry and sort of the gatekeepingness of it um you know through, through that because as a philosopher you're expected to publish there, there's a saying in the industry publish or perish um and unfortunately right now I, th I think a lot of people are kind of doing both slowly um so so we see that there is you know in sort of the liberal arts side of uh you know the academic education industry with respect to publishing um kind of a well, well, it's very difficult to make money selling these types of books, right? Um, and so, so we can go from there into science. Uh, I actually spent about 18 months as director of R&D for a startup. Um, did a lot of reading about a lot of really abstruse uh, stuff during that time. And, you know, it turns out that actually that, that publishing problem is apparent in the sciences just like it is in the liberal arts. You know, a lot of people say, well, study STEM, you know, and you'll, you'll do better financially. And the answer is no. Uh, science is very expensive. It does not pay to science. You have to, uh, in the words of a, a PhD student I used to work with, you have to pay a lot to do science. And then so that's kind of the way that that works. And then a lot of the, the grant funded research is actually locked behind a, a paywall. Um, and so it's difficult for other researchers to get a hold of if they don't want to pay. Um, and, and it just kind of adds like this layer of obscurity to the industry that I think, you know, with, you know, things like the, uh, the coronavirus pandemic, for example, there, there was a lot of, uh, you know, damage that was probably done by the fact that, you know, things are being put behind paywalls. And we saw a lot of, um, a lot of institutions take the COVID related stuff and put it on the other side of the paywall so that everybody could access it. Um, but, you know, re really and truly with, with respect to Web3 and NFT technology, we, we have this opportunity in front of us right now, not only to make things better for storytellers, and not only to make things better for, you know, more general writers who create things like content that, you know, uh, goes online and, you know, is, is used for, for marketing purposes and other things like that, um, but, but for the sciences and for the liberal arts. Um, but because essentially what happens is the NFTs and the Web3 technology enables us to reduce the cost of putting something out there in the first place, but also it makes it more transparent when you track things. And so you can see transactions. Uh, you can see royalties accrue to uh, folks who participate in the space um, and are part of a, uh, a smart contract that, that is able to do royalties. Um, and so there are all these really small scale experiments going on. And what we want to do with the page now is sort of amalgamate some of the best ones under one sort of umbrella and, and sort of make that available to people from a Web2 background or, or any other background who, who want to come in and, and take advantage of uh, you know, the, the, the fruits of the, the new technological revolution that we're seeing. So uh, to, to me, it actually is stimulating on a variety of different levels. Um, one is that I'm, I'm a tech buff. Two is that, you know, I've been a scholar for long enough to know about the, the problems in that industry. And three is that, you know, of course, I'm a writer. Um, I probably should have said that first. <laughs> uh, but, but I am also a writer looking to, uh, you know, leave his own uh, sort of mark in terms of, philosophical literature and other sorts of literature um, here in the world and, and kind of have that social impact there as well. So it kind of hits all of the levels for me somehow, Rihanna. Yeah, I, I, I am, I am, I learned so I'm like flabbergasted. I don't even know what to say. I'm so um, amazed at starting at the beginning of your conversation where you were talking about um, science, you know, study STEM. Oh my gosh, those people make bank. And no, that you're saying that that is not necessarily the case because of the barriers from 
the the knowledge getting to the general public and how that's sort of gated um and that if you want it to be out there that the that the that is it's it's expensive and so i guess i never really that never really that was not something I ever knew. And that is so fascinating to me. And I'm so like one more um, hash mark over in the page Dow uh, column of, oh my gosh, look at what you're really building. Look at what you're really creating for just everyone. You know, I, I, we all have these, these, the visions that we see for our own worlds and our own lives. And I'm so excited because page Dow really fits the vision that I have and that I see. And that I'm so excited that there's all of these people together that are working to build this, this beautiful um, place for literacy and, and now science literature and scientific literature and all it's just boundless, endless, the, the, uh, um, all the ways that this can really be opened up for people to to bring that piece that they are passionate about into the future and that we really truly are building building the <laughs> the library of alexandria well you are building and i am helping <laughs> i've got a brick here i'm helping out Dylan. <laughs> you know <laughs> so that is just amazing. That is amazing. Um, and so I know that Paige Dow collaborates with other people in the space, other companies in the space, other other projects in the space. But maybe you want to talk to that a little bit? Oh, of course. Um, okay, so so all the way back when we first founded the Paige Dow and the Paige Booking. Um actually before I before I get into that, I, I do want to say, Rihanna, uh-huh. you're a lawyer. I, I bet there's a way that we can integrate legal literature here as well <laughs> i mean i, I kind of qualify that as one of the liberal arts to some extent but, uh... <laughs> now if you write, make me write about tax law i will just pass out um but but yeah okay so, so with respect to partnerships this, this has been kind of front and center for page now since we you know very first launched um, we, we were looking around the space and we saw a lot of really incredible projects coming up that we wanted to work with and who wanted, you know, various different things from us, like written literature. And, you know, like, for example, we had the Fly Frogs and Bit Electro Labs on our show in Token Smart, and we wrote fiction for them about their NFT collections. And so, so that's like a really cool kind of uh, kind of fun thing that we couldn't do by ourselves. Right. We, we need uh we need someone else to come in and kind of supply that creative seed uh, to what we're creating so that, you know, uh, we have something new and kind of interesting to chew on, as it were, um, with respect to that. And, and so it's just amazing to uh, see what Easy has done with uh, the Pass the Pin show, which is coming up here at, uh, I believe, 6 p.m. Uh, Central. No, excuse me. It's 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 Central and 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so I think I've finally gotten the times uh, properly dialed in there. <laughs> I, I don't see him in the audience to correct me this time. Uh, but but it's not just that. Like, in fact, yesterday I had a call with um, with our friends from, uh, let's see, Block Leaders, I believe is the name of the magazine. And what they are is a, a magazine. Um, they're from Ireland. And they write about cryptocurrencies and the events that happen on chain. Um, and And... One of the things that they're uh, hearing from people that they're working with these days is that they need to be more Web3 friendly. And so with PageDAO, not only can they potentially, you know, use the, the D work and the uh, page token to organize and then, you know, represent on chain the articles that they're getting created, uh, but, but they can also use the page token to pay for those articles. Um, and, and so it's like this really robust. Um, decentralized web three from top to bottom sort of ecosystem that's already starting to spring up here and we don't even have funding to build the l1 secured yet so <laughs> um it's it's kind of remarkable to see just just exactly how far we can get if we are able to bring in partners to work with um we have over two dozen i believe in all and and i think that we already have several on the d work board i think about 12 different people have set up those uh those sites 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I am so excited to hear about your conversation from yesterday. That sounds amazing. Being more web three friendly and making the the bridge from where they are to where they can be. And all of the different, like what you said about how there's all of these different people that come together to work, to build together. And I think one of our first conversations, we were talking about how rising tides raise all boats. And if we're all boats, you know, then we're all working together and we're all working to build this this new space that that um, has such hope and such um, inspiration in it. And so that just seems that is so exciting. That is so exciting. And um, was there something you wanted to jump in and say? Well, absolutely. I, I just also wanted to uh, shout out to uh, to Near, to SoulType, to Book.io, and all these other wonderful people that are in the Web3 publishing space, touching part of the elephant. Because I, I think we can touch the whole elephant if everybody touches part of it together. Um, but, you know, it, it's very difficult to get that holistic solution, you know, if, if you're really focused, you're motivated um, towards one specific value proposition to the exclusion of others right right everyone every we can touch the whole elephant if everyone touches a piece of it i really like that that's very good visual very good i'm i'm really big into metaphors <laughs> and analogies and things like that 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 bring complicated complicated pieces into something that is manageable and 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 chewable for um everyone to enjoy so now You've gotten to tell us all sorts of things. Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that I haven't asked? Is there something else that you would like for us to know? Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Unfortunately, it is a Friday and I've been going pretty hard this week. So so whatever it is, it's going to very likely slip my mind as well. (laughs) Okay. 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 Well, um, Dylan, thank you uh, so much for coming and, and talking with us and, and sharing um, your passion and sharing your vision for Paige Dow. And I am right there with you. And so E.R. Donaldson, Eric Donaldson and Epic Dylan, you guys are aces to me. And I'm so very excited to be able to be in your world and help um, raise your boat with you and this is just um wonderful so thank you so much for coming and thank you so much for being here with us and it looks like we've got um maybe some audience members i don't know if there's um anyone in the audience who'd like to jump on and and tell us a little bit about what they're enjoying what they're reading lately what what's going on with them so maybe i'll i'll send an invite and see if if um there's anyone out there that would like to join uh, just a thought in the in the future we could perhaps uh, get the page dow account in here somehow too and, and maybe get a few more folks in the audience yes yes definitely 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 i am so excited about that that would be wonderful we could we could set us all up and get us all in here and and pull all sorts of speakers and and creatives and and some of the leading minds in the in the web3 publishing space that's beautiful i am in i am in Okay. Well, um, so listeners, anybody out there, if you are wanting to jump on and um, say whatever it is that you would like to share about what's going on with you and, and the reading that you're enjoying and, and um, the piece that you've got, please do anytime. I think what I'm going to do here just to um, reset the space really quick is just say this is I'm Rihanna Morgan and you are on Roving with Rihanna and um here in this space we talk a lot about how artists and writers and musicians can sort of build this web3 renaissance and so when we look back historically and we think about um ancient times Greek and Roman the Greek and Roman mythology Greek and Roman belief systems and then how history you know just a fast-paced history lesson here and then medieval medieval times came and there were the dark ages and the darkness and the plague and 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 sometimes you know when I'm sitting around and I'm thinking about all of this I'm like oh gosh we just had a plague of our own we just had this this big misery of our own but then after that after the dark ages came the light came the rebirth and so here out of this this plague of our own here comes this rebirth here comes this rebirth of of um 
the things that we need in our world that enriches us. And we get to build that here in the Web3 space. And all of you listeners here, you are all part of that. You are all part of this is what you're dreaming of. This is what you're passionate about. This is what you're excited about. And we get to build this Web3 renaissance, um, this rebirth of artists finding a place, finding a home for their art writers finding a place for their work, musicians finding a place for their work that is not so uh, hampered by um, all of this, this, this gated, oh no, you have to be something very particular. And if you're going to get in and no, no, come in, <laughs> come in, come join us, come be part of all of this with us and, and share the, with the world the piece that you are passionate about, because I know um, for me as a writer and the different writers who I interact with, they are so discouraged um, because they've been doing this forever. And, and, and they're so, they so want, they so want a place to share the beautiful story that they've written, the beautiful story of their heart. And even, even, even if it's just a fun, entertaining story, we all need those. We need that enlightened, enlightening. I, I read a, I read a, a fun story today, just this morning, you know, just as a, as a passing and, and the dialogue in it was so great. I laughed out loud. And, but for web three, I would not have read that. I would not have read that brilliant piece um, that made me laugh out loud as I'm sitting there drinking my coffee with my morning breakfast. And so I'm just so, so thrilled at all of this. And um, so I want to give you an opportunity to let you know that uh, Roving with Rihanna is open. Um, come in, fill out. There's a form. I put it in the I put it in this uh, link here underneath the chat underneath the spaces. Um, there's just a form. You just go in, bam, you fill it out. Um, if you're an artist, if you're a musician, if you are a writer, if you're a publisher, if you create, if you create something whatever it is, please come share it with us. Please come jump in and, and talk about the thing that you are passionate about that you want to share with all of us. And we will help you find a home um, here in the Web3 space. We will we will direct you, you know, Paige Dow, first place to stop, I'm going to say. And talking with um, Eric Donaldson, the, the gentleman that was with us before, and then so many, so many different places where we can find connection and build this, build this together. And so please be invited. It doesn't cost anything. I'm doing this because I want you to be with us. And so please just jump in and, and be involved and, and have a voice here with us. And so I'm going to open it back up to the floor. I see some new, new interested listeners joining us. And if you're interested in, in joining us and talking or saying anything um, that you want to talk about your project, please go right ahead. You can wave your hand. I'll send it. I'll send an invite. If you would like to, to pop up and, and talk to us a little bit, please feel free. Okay. So please, no pressure, but if you want to, I've sent a couple of invites out and you can just jump right on and, and start talking away if you would like. Just share, just share um, what your current project is, what you're currently excited about. Um, and if you, if you, even if, and I am aware that there are some people that um, have difficulty speaking in public places like this, um, if you want your information to be featured, there is a way for that. So you can go in and fill out the Roving with Brianna um, request form. And if you want your information to be shared via me without you having to speak out loud, I definitely can do that. I would, I talk a lot. <laughs> I don't mind sharing your information and cheering for you along the way. So um, let me see. So open spots available for Roving with Rana is Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern. You're welcome to dis come discuss the creative craft, your projects, any inspirations, any collaborations you have, marketing, any other imaginings. And so I think what we're going to do, I don't see anyone raising up their hand or saying anything. I thought we would end the space today with a ghost story. So let's see. Let me get a drink of water. And then I will tell us a ghost story. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> Thank 
thing still. <laughs> okay. So I have no notes. I'm just sitting around. We're all imagining that we're sitting around a campfire and it's a little dark and it's a little cold and the moon is just right. And so here we have our scene set and here we go. So years ago, my mother was a nurse. Oh, this is a true ghost story, by the way. Um, my mother was a nurse at a hospital and she worked in a portion of the hospital that um, had been newly renovated. The other portion of the hospital was old and kind of closed off. And behind her desk where she sat, she was the charge nurse. There were two, there were two call boxes. You know, when you're at the hospital and the patient you clicks the button to call the nurse and says, please come help me. So there was the modern one that had just been added. And, you know, it worked great. Patients would call the nurse and off she would go. And then, but there was this other call box that looked kind of old and kind of faded because um, it did. But there were lights on it that just kept coming on. And my mom was like, what is going on? What is happening? And she hadn't worked at this hospital very long. And so she didn't really know the workings and inner workings of everything. And so she asked one of the other nurses who'd been there for a while and said, what is up? And the other nurse said, sad story. Years ago, there was a mother who came in on a full moon night such as this that was getting ready to give birth. And she was in the part of the hospital that is now being renovated. But that on full moon nights, she calls for help, just like she did all those years ago. And every time she calls for help, the call light on the old call light box lights up. And it kept lighting up. And my mom was telling the story and talking with this other nurse. And the nurse was telling my mother about what was going on. And my mom kept seeing the light shine, the light go bright. And my mom, a nurse, is just, oh my gosh, what? And the mother that night, all those years ago, died. They could not get to her fast enough. And her spirit remains continuing calling for help for her and her unborn baby. Oh, that was terrifying. <laughs> I'm going to be haunted every time I go in a hospital again now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. And that's, that's, that's a tame ghost story. But, oh, my gosh, can you imagine? My mom came home literally and was like, this is what happened. This is what happened. And every night, every night until they renovated that whole place and actually took out the, that old call box and demolished that part of the hospital and built the new piece, every full moon, it would, it would ding and the light would light up. And that's just so heartbreaking. Oh, so heartbreaking. Yeah. Very, very sad stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that we are coming to the end of our time here, folks. And thank you for, for staying around, hanging around for the ghost story. And um, just one more time, I just want to say um, I loved being here with all of you today. And it's an honor to talk with you and spend time with you and share your passion. And I cannot wait for next Friday. Um, the Roping with Rona um, is Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. And you're welcome. Come, come, come in, bring your friends, come talk about the things that make you smile. And so thank you so much for coming to Roving with Rihanna. May you have a wicked night. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was episode two of Roving with Rihanna, recorded on Friday, October 21st, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Mutation. It is the key to our evolution. It has enabled us to evolve from a single-celled organism into the dominant species on the planet. This process is slow, normally taking thousands and thousands of years. But every few hundred millennia, 
evolution leaps forward. Diving through the forest, looking for the door to the portal. Said it'll take me down a corridor. I'm ignoring the warning, storing importance. The cord looks source from ancient coordinates. Smells like musty mutants, trust me. I've been hunting bugs since the leaves started rustling. I must be getting close, yo, the scene is disgusting. Parasitic mutations leeching off the country. Grab a couple samples and defy their custody. Feeding gamma rays to the beast at peak velocity. Mutating awesomely. Pre-sado wanna me Taking all the scraps and beat them to the lottery Always evolving to defy the possibly These are the things that will scream irresponsibly Feeling uneasy, these genes get them off of me I don't mean to trip it, am I mutating properly? We are the mutants We are the mutants We are the mutants Breathing getting heavy, I can feel it in my arms, but I can't stop now. Mutation. It's an art form, don't be alarmed. If you see me looking odd when I'm out on the farm, spinning crop circles in your yard, reaching the stars, need a way to get across. Got this little mutation, lets me hack key cards. Seen looking like it came out the first three saws, flexing like Rex when I mutate the precog. Leaders trying to research this genetic seesaw. Give me all the science and we'll leave you with the pre-slaw. Riders believe they bleed these endorsements, turning scientists into terrorist supporters. Gotta seize the spoils and release the spores. It's time to forage through DNA lore. So sink in a swim, silly Alice, take the pill and see we're all mad here, taking over your facility. We are the mutants. We are the mutants. We are the mutants. We are the mutants. Unlock the lab, it's time to do this. We are the mutants. We are the mutants. We are the mutants. Unlock the lab, it's time to do this. Terrorist spaces.